Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. This question comes from Carl in Ohio, and he says, I'd love to get your input on 3D printed homes and wonder if you've considered putting together any projects for that and raising funds for it. If you have any free time, I'd love to get your input on it. You're one of the few people I've invested with that has a diverse technical background and can look at a topic to see if it has potential for exponential growth or it's going to be a dud. Have a great day and thank you for your time. Well, Carl, thanks for the kind words and this is a great question. First, let's frame what we're talking about. This is not the same as the little nozzle that puts out a narrow strand of nylon to manufacture small components in a lab environment. We're talking about erecting a large truss system that's wider and higher than your home and has a nozzle on a three-dimensional track. The nozzle squeezes out a uniform stream of cement according to a computer-generated three-dimensional drawing that's loaded into the system. The nozzle moves at a pretty good speed, about six inches per second. Current generations of 3D printers are capable of finishing a 600-square-foot structure in about a day if it's running continuously. Cement is an excellent building material. It's strong and it's relatively inexpensive. Estimates from one manufacturer are around $8 to $12 per square foot in cost. One manufacturer claims the same surface can be used on both the interior and the exterior. All that's needed is a coat of paint. Now, raw concrete, while workable, is not always an acceptable interior finishing surface. So if you don't want drywall, you might save a little more cost. But to determine whether 3D printing makes sense, let's look at the budget for constructing a conventional stick-built home or apartment complex and compare it. The actual framing of a building or a house accounts for at most 15-20% to 20% of the hard construction cost. The average is around 17%. So even if you cut the cost of the material and labor for the structure in half, in most you're saving 8% of your total construction cost. The developer doesn't really care what material is being used for the framing. If wood prices go up, they'll switch to steel studs. If steel goes up, they'll switch to masonry. You get the idea? The expensive part of the construction is the plumbing, the electrical, the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. None of these are candidates for 3D printing. A typical 2,000 square foot home will attract about $12,000 in plumbing costs, but $14,000 in HVAC, another $12,000 in electrical. The interior finishes are the most expensive in the kitchen and bathrooms. You're looking about four to five thousand in appliances. Flooring is about six bucks per square foot installed. Sure, you can go cheaper, but I'm talking about basic builder grade materials for new construction. When you add all of this up, add your foundations, your roof, and all everything that's required to complete the project, you're looking between $120 to $130 per square foot for the hard cost of construction. That's now in March of 2021. So far, 3D printed structures are only single-story structures with most manufacturers. But understand that a two-story house is going to be less expensive to build than a single-story home. The foundation and the roof are expensive. So if you can build the same square footage in a two-story home, your roof cost is going to be half and your foundation cost will be half. Roofs and foundations are not considered by the homeowner to be a value-added portion of the construction. They don't contribute to livable space directly. Yes, the house has to have a roof, but customers don't pay extra for that. The roof is invisible, so the savings in walls are erased by the higher cost of roof and foundation. The largest variable cost in a project is site-related. Maybe the soil isn't suitable for supporting a building, 
and it needs to be replaced with compacted fill that is structurally stable. Maybe there's bedrock that must be broken or blasted. Maybe the city forces you to build underground stormwater detention in cement pipes at, say, $100 per linear foot. These types of site-related issues can add millions to the cost of a project with zero added value. 3D printing is being held up as the savior for affordable housing by some of the manufacturers. And when people criticize the cost of construction, most of the contributors to the high cost of construction actually have nothing to do with construction at all. In many dense urban areas where icy land costs nearing $100 per buildable square foot, in places with even higher density, the cost can be even much higher. Many cities charge impact fees to help pay for the infrastructure costs that new construction tends to attract. Anytime you have new buildings, that means more cars on the road, more roads, more water supply, more sewage pipe, more sewage treatment capacity, more schools, more public transit, more libraries. You get the idea. In some cities, these impact fees are zero. But in other places, the impact fees are $20 a square foot. And in some cities, I've seen impact fees as high as $40 a square foot of building area. When you get to the added land cost, the impact fees, the cost of architecture, engineering, insurance, sales tax, and the cost of borrowed money, you could be experiencing a total cost well above $200 per square foot. And in dense urban situations, the cost can be much higher where the cost of land could be even equal or greater than your cost of construction. In that instance, saving two to five bucks a square foot for a 3D printed structure It's not a game changer. It's a rounding error. hardly makes a difference. It's single-digit percentage savings. And when you place it in the context of an entire project, it's simply not possible for the savings in the structure to have a huge impact on the overall cost. Intuitively, it makes sense. If it were a game changer, it would have been adopted on a large scale before now. I can tell you as an engineer, as someone who's enamored with technology, I would love for it to be an effective way to build buildings. And it's kind of cool. But unfortunately, it's not the most cost-effective or effective way to do it, which is why it's not being done on a large scale. So hopefully that answers your question, Carl. I want to thank you for an amazing question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.